Hello and welcome to The Social Recruiting Show. I'm Katrina Collier. I'm a social recruiting trainer and speaker. I'm, of course, joined by my gorgeous purple-headed, whatever she is, employer branding <laughs> genius, co-host, Audra Knight, with Blabcat today. Yay. <laughs> and today I'm super, super excited because we have not only an ERE and SourceCon speaker goddess joining us, she's also sourcing leader at Procore Technologies, Maisha Cannon. I can say your name properly. Oh. Yes, that was perfect. <laughs> Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Friday. Yep. Can you give us a little bit of background about how you got into recruiting and sourcing specifically? Sure. So I, funny enough, started as a high school intern at a company in LA. Um, it was an entertainment company called Castle Rock Entertainment. They're not around anymore, but they used to produce Seinfeld and yeah, uh, some really that. classic movies. Yeah. So I started as an HR intern there, actually, the summer of my 11th grade year in high school. And went back 12th grade. About five years ago, right? <laughs> this is a whole different century, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went back during college part time. And so that's when I really kind of fell in love with being an HR intern, HR coordinator. Um, you know, I did benefits assistant and then eventually recruiting um, assistant. And I really loved it. So that kind of was my intro to HR. And I got to be a full time uh, recruiter at E in 2003. And then after about nine years of recruiting, I rolled into sourcing. So that's what I've been doing for the past five years. That's really unusual route into sourcing. Very yes. via HR. Most that's come from agency. Right, right. Yeah. And that's I think that's makes me an anomaly. There are a lot like me, like Tangi, you know, kind of started as a full cycle recruiter and yeah. dabbled in sourcing. But yeah, you're right. A lot of people kind of start with kind of recruiting coordinator, sourcer, and then move into recruiting. Because in in my experience, this is going to sound really bad, and I don't mean this badly, but in my experience, those that come from the HR admin side don't tend to have the inquisitiveness that mm. factor to dig. Yeah, that's a good point. I can see that a little bit, and that's probably why I kept bouncing around in HR because benefits was kind of boring to me. And you know, even when I was at NBC um, in college, I was doing labor relations assistant, and none of it really spoke to me. So when I finally Felt the pace of like recruiting and being a coordinator and all these resumes coming in. I was like, yeah, this is it. After all these years of floating, like this is my thing. <laughs> so what makes you buzz with it then? What is it about sourcing that makes you? Because you're buzzing. Uh, I feel it. Recruiting. It's probably the coffee. That's probably why I'm buzzing. But uh, <laughs> I think both recruiting and sourcing really um, capitalize on the best of my like natural abilities and my interests. So I love tech. Um, I love people. And then I love kind of, I'm an organization kind of nerd. So I love just processes and like checking off my to-do list. And yeah. so, you know, I just, I think I bring a little bit of creativity to those things. And so that's why it's so much fun for me. Yeah. Mm. So we've, of course, um, decided to do a to tool or not tool. That's the question. <laughs> I couldn't help with that. Because obviously I always say, like, what do you want to talk about? And you were like, yes. oh, my God, the tools. Let's talk about Because really you were coming at it from a way that people mightn't be expecting. Like, really, do we just use too many? So what was your yeah. What? Why, why do you get so wound up? Yeah, you know, it's funny, Katrina, because sometimes I think we're a little tool crazy. 
Mm. Um, someone reached out to me blindly this week on LinkedIn, which happens a lot. And she wanted to talk about sourcing tools. Yeah. And within the first 15 minutes of asking her questions, I realized sourcing tools are really the least of her worries right now. Like she's in a department, she couldn't really define what sourcing is, but she stepped into a sourcing role. She didn't, you know, have a pulse on if she wanted to source for evergreen recs, for um, niche roles, for full time, for, you know, entry level or executive. So I realized that people are kind of looking to tools to be a band aid for their pain points when in actuality, Sourcing tools are the last step, you know, like really you need a process, you need a, you know, philosophy and you need a vision before you even start thinking about tools. So the tagline I've been working on um, for SourceCon in Budapest is oh, software, is yeah, software <laughs> support on a plane. Come yes. through. <laughs> I know you got to come on. <laughs> but I'll still tweet this so you'll get all the goodies. <laughs> but I was thinking of saying software support but strategies reign supreme. Yeah. So the software is just the, the girding, you know, the undergirding. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm sorry, I agree with that. Yeah, mm -hmm. how do you on a plane? <laughs> <laughs> you can get my luggage. I'll put you in my luggage. Yeah, you can sign my room. Like, we can sort this out. This can be done. We can make this happen. Let's have a party. Right. And like Steve Levy is saying in the comment, like, don't forget your brain. Like, that's the ultimate that's tool. The and that's like, the that's part the that part people are skipping. Mm -hmm. You know, and looking at all these Chrome extensions to download, but they haven't stopped and blocked out 20 minutes of time to yeah. actually think. Kristen, has anyone got a tab open that's Facebook? No, I don't. I do. I mean, a little echo? It's gone. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> It's <laughs> often and usually it's one of us has left a tab open to Facebook or something and it's streaming through and we've forgotten and it's like oh, oh no God. yeah it's so, so funny you yeah. two live on Facebook by the way like that Facebook Messenger thing is kind of different for me for like business communications and stuff I've had more people reaching out and instead of me giving them their my email they're like can we just communicate on a messenger. I'm like, is that the new thing? Is that what all the cool kids yeah, are doing? I'm sorry, what do you mean? Is that the new thing? You're like you're younger than me. Like, come on. Yeah, but like I use Facebook. <laughs> I don't use Facebook for professionals. So like I use LinkedIn and Twitter. Those are open and yeah. for candidate prospecting. But like my Facebook's always been like just for family. So I'm like, I'm glad Messenger lets you, you know, message without connecting. But I'm like, are, is everybody using Facebook? Yeah, go just Like, okay, and look. Uh, 1.4 billion people going to Facebook daily. Yes, so I just correct. set up because I had to. I needed it. Uh, okay. So, so it's active. So people are, are seeing their messages. So if I get a, Twitter, yeah. so my Twitter's open, so anyone can message me, but it goes into a request. Instagram oh. request and LinkedIn. I don't have the push turned on. It's a pain in the ass to keep going in. So I was. Oh, that's true. One of my clients, who is my Facebook friend, was sending me all these LinkedIn messages. I'm like, oh, this is doing my head in. But because she's my client, so I went with what <laughs> she was doing. But it, <laughs> you just use Messenger, I can put gifts, and smileys, and you know, love hearts and fun. Oh, that's true. Giffy, yeah, that's the point. Yes. Like you can have like right. two friends on there, three friends, Sonny's in the texting with us, just all these numbers, and you're like, who am I talking to? Yes. I, I hate group chats. See that it's spread um, because it's, um, yeah, I mean, the ability to share stuff is so much better. It's a rich yeah. experience. Um, okay. You can send videos back and forth, can't you? I don't even think you can do that. Your voice memos, I've done that loads when I've been walking the dogs and stuff. Like, hi, Marisha, oh, nice. the dogs, but blah, 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 blah. I mean, you can do that on WhatsApp as well, I know. Yes. But, um, I don't know. I just think it's it's free and easy. 
Nice. So that's just your daily go-to, like probably how I'm using text on my phone. That's just your main, yeah. I mean, I'll have people like, so Phil, who's organizing SOSU in um, Africa and Canada, he's like, yes. why are we on email? It was so funny because he sent me the email, so I just started replying. And then he went, like, can we go over to Messenger? Because that's how he books his speakers for the planet. <laughs> You're like, right. I don't care. That's a good point. That's, that's a good point. Why don't we stay there so I know what's going on? Or it's when people flip between the two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. We do that sometimes. That's confusing. But it's mm -hmm. interesting that you think of it as your personal because I think when it comes going back to tools, I think as a recruiter, you need to be open and candidates will communicate with you wherever they choose to. And we need mm -hmm. to find out which one that is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the, the funny part is that when I started um, sourcing, so when I transitioned from recruiting to sourcing, my first role was in the Bay and um, at Google. So I relocated from LA and went up to Google. Yeah. And for the first time in my career, I was recruiting software engineers. Mm -hmm. So it was a real clear cut distinction between in LA kind of being the neighborhood hero as a recruiter mm -hmm. to being what I call the absolute zero, like recruit, you know, <laughs> software engineers don't want to hear from you. So the things that were working for me in LA weren't working in the Bay. Yeah. And the feeling I was get, getting from talking to 30 to 35 engineers a week, screening them, was that, you know, recruiters weren't their favorite people. So I was very cautious to not invade their personal space. And I would always keep it like on Twitter, on GitHub and email. Yeah, yeah. I would never call their personal line or call them at work. Yeah, just because that demographic was kind of sensitive because of all the volume they get. But you're right. For other, you know, fields, especially when I was in retail recruiting, text would have been perfect because they're not at a, at a computer all day, right? They're walking around the mall or, yeah. you know, they're with customers. So, yeah, I totally but agree. It was interesting. Somebody did write in one of the groups about text. I mean, I would still use text if I had somebody's number. I would even do, I think Steve Levy does this as well, the double text. <laughs> Hi, Maria. She's ah. doing the message. So you get two messages so you'll even look at it. Oh, interesting. At the same so time. In coding flow, I get it. They're going to be pissed off. I get it. Like, I, <laughs> they concentrate in a way we'll never concentrate. But at the same time, I'm like, Right. <laughs> I've done my research, and if my message is courteous, I don't really see what the big deal is. But right. You know that's interesting because I have to say, since we're talking about tools, there's this new tool that I've been using at Procore called Zen Sourcer. Have you used it? No. Is it Z E? Okay. Um. Yep. Z E N Sourcer dot com, and it's an email um, campaigning tool for recruiters. So, you know, marketers have all their automated email campaigns. They can set up to send seven messages over a week. But we had never had a tool like that as sources and recruiters. So in using it, I've been kind of, you know, experimenting. And I had a three-message sequence. So if you're an engineer or, you know, director of marketing, whatever I'm recruiting for, I send you three messages. They're automated. And then if I don't hear back from you, you know, I move on. But I thought the other week, let me add one campaign with four messages. And believe it or not, an engineer replied to the fourth message. And I'm like, wow, this I've been missing out on this because I would never email somebody four times. Like, I, I'm just like not that persistent, you know? Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is really effective. Like marketing makes a lot of sense. Like sometimes I've read marketers have to email you seven times before you reply. So I don't think I want to get to seven, but I'm excited that ZenSourcer lets me kind of play around and do some A-B testing between three or four messages of a sequence. But it's like that building up trust thing, isn't it? So if you sign up to my blog, must admit, I need to check out, it's probably a bit out of date, but you, you get a sequence <laughs> of me giving you value before I even say, oh, by the way, do training. I think that's on number seven or something. So that's yes. like a normal sequence. Um, Carrie Collier, hello, darling, has asked a great question. Um, does it work with Outlook? 
Oh, okay. Yes, only Gmail, yep, only Gmail for now. But I believe there are a few other tools, and I'll maybe tweet them when we hop off. I think um, Recruiter Flow hmm. is one um, that does a similar kind of service. What's it um, and I think it, Recruiter, uh, Recruiter Flow. Uh huh. Recruiter Flow. Um, and I think it might be something with the open APIs in Gmail that allow developers to build these tools. I think Outlook might be a more closed, uh, proprietary mm. software. So that's probably why you don't see a lot that can, you know, kind of pop into your Outlook and send messages on your behalf. But I think I've heard Tandy talk about, even on your show, um, Pacina and Audra, about um, scheduling messages in yeah. Outlook. So you yeah. might want to look at, yeah, future scheduling in Outlook could be your mm. workaround. Yeah. Yeah. Does ZenSourcer let you do any personalization or do they have to just be able to the same? Oh, good. Yes, that's a great question. Yes. So personalization, it was nice. They have the form fields where you can pull out the name, the company. Um, it's it's coordinated with LinkedIn. So it's, you know, pulling data from their LinkedIn profile. And you can even add a field called reason. And that's where you can customize the reason that you're reaching out. So um, I do a lot of um, batching for productivity. So I'll do all of my customization at the same time, you know, like set a 15 minute timer do all of my customizing for the candidates that I want to reach out to or the prospects and then schedule it, you know, kind of like that. Um, there's a commercial in uh, the U.S. for set it and forget it. It's like this rotisserie chicken, you know, cooker. So I just set it, forget it. And then the messages go out over like three or four weeks. So, But I think the thing is you do have to not make your personalization as obvious as the personalization you get on LinkedIn. Yes. And then, I know the people who are on the call yeah. will get that, like, but people watching the replay mightn't. Just making sure because it's it, yeah, yeah, their version, of, yeah, they're all getting the same message all the time from the same recruiter, right? And it's like, oh, this is so bad, <laughs> right? And then that's you know, you, that's the, the, the recruiter honeypot story where the you know, the the in, the fake engineering uh profile is floating around on LinkedIn and they yeah. end up getting hundreds of messages that say the exact same thing, which is, I was impressed with your profile. So I don't use that ver that verbiage at all, but I like to customize it. I'll copy and paste something that yeah. they said on their LinkedIn and make that the subject. So I'm kind of regurgitating whatever they have on their site um, or their profile. And then I'll use something, you know, kind of contoured in the body. So it won't be the same. Sometimes I'm saying, oh, congrats on X number of years at Google. Or I might be asking a question like, oh, you know, what's your favorite you know, yeah, coding tool if it's an engineer. So yeah, I try to keep it more personal and creative with the customization. I'm being so bad. I'm trying to. I was trying to find these. I can't wait to hear. I can't say her names. I feel really bad. Samila Van de Tolkenhoren speak at source. Yes, Sheila. Yes. I've got it printed sitting here. Her fantastic <laughs> post about yes. how developers how they feel about messages they receive. Oh yes, I oh, saw that. And I, I invited her on the show. She's letting us know next week. Oh good. Like, come on, come on, tell us some <laughs> stuff we need to know. We can't wait until June. So, yes. What is going on down the side here? Oh my God, it's going nuts. Stop writing jokes. Oh, it's naughty. With his so naughty. And I agree with what Mark is yeah. saying, like the sources should be, you know, very careful and not be coming off as spammy sources and recruiters. So I think and we have to put a little bit more effort. Yes. Same for vendors. Vendor emails. Can we talk <laughs> Thursday at two? You're, I can help your company. And I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> no, <laughs> like me, you're blah, blah. Oh, you're, or you're like me that you blah, blah, blah. And I'm reading it going, I'm nothing like you and I don't even have staff. So why are you trying to send me payroll services? I get it all as well, mm. Bali. As to see That's very true. tools within ATS such as Lever or Greenhouse. Hmm. I don't see. Oh, yes, you can. Absolutely. Like Lever has their nurture 
Um, hmm. I'm sure, yeah, we'll let you do the campaigning. That's a good point. Yeah, we're um, more getting that kind of stuff, which is great. Well, Clayman's right. out of bed and joined us. This means the chance of recovery must be well on the way. See, if I didn't have that, <laughs> I wouldn't know this shit, my issue. This is a uh, thing. Right? <laughs> hey, Erin. I know she's been in sick bay with her very sexy nurse. Oh, wow. That sounds wrong, but I know what I meant. Um, <laughs> you don't get that shit in, in LinkedIn, right? That's <laughs> true. That right? Yeah, she's just had a I use Facebook now more for recruitment friends than my family. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, same. So, so what do you find the normal people? Like my so, like, 20%, of, you know, like, 20% I'll post, like, my kids or my family, and, like, 50% is, like, the show or... Yeah. I don't know, just or just being in groups with like mm -hmm. employment branding groups. I spent a lot of I learned so much from groups, mm. and then I put stuff about my band too. I kind of mix it up, but it's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a great point. The groups, and I think the groups, of course, on Facebook are far more active than the ones on LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn should probably just retire groups pretty soon. Yeah, I think maybe everybody's there. That was the problem. Yeah. yeah, and then they came back. I don't know why I'm echoing. Sorry, be quite awkward. Hopefully, it's not everyone. <laughs> Yeah, LinkedIn groups again. Yeah, they really bombed when they you got an email for each group like once a day, and then I was like, so I had to turn off the notifications, and then I didn't see any of the messages. <laughs> like, so it just right. yeah, then they actually physically killed them. Oh, did they? Mm -hmm. oh, okay, I thought they were still around. They, they're there. They kind of trying to reinvigorate them. But as a group manager, if I send a message to the fifteen thousand people in the HR UK group. Maybe a thousand will get it. Wow. Yeah. And not many people are even replying or it's funny because you know they don't send it to everyone. They've decided right. who will get it. Oh, I see. Very selective. Great managers. Interesting. Yeah. And that's hard because I used to feel like LinkedIn for a while when they first started doing that pulse publishing, I felt like it was a place to go for information. But now like that's the last place I'll go for information. I'll go to um, you know, like, of course, Twitter for even recruiting and sourcing news. And then I'll check out a few, like, Recruiter Hunt is great just for tools. And I'll just check industry, you know, sites like Mashable or TechCrunch before I even think to even go to LinkedIn for news updates, which is kind of strange. Yeah, it's a shame. But yeah, I don't know. It's gone downhill, in my opinion. <laughs> And <laughs> you said I wasn't allowed to LinkedIn bash. <laughs> so, yeah, so LinkedIn regular for me is different than LinkedIn recruiter. Like, I can kind of skip LinkedIn. Normal people hang out, and then normal people are who we recruit. Right. <laughs> the product shit, we have a problem. Yeah, that's true. But is there a place where, so do you find that when you're recruiting on Facebook that you get responses, or is the response rate better than what you would get elsewhere? But I would always go for the email or a phone call. Oh, okay. 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 Gotcha. I will always find them as a starting point there. My first mm -hmm. point of call wouldn't be messaging someone on the, on Facebook unless I okay. cannot find them. Okay. okay. And then that the way sense. I always keep it. I'm so sorry about this echo. Yeah, that's so weird. Not yeah. too bad, though. It's okay, is it? Um, with Facebook, I would always say you have to look like a recruiter. You have to fill your bio out, you have to have a statement, you have to have your photos set right. Then you can message someone. Because if you don't do all of that and it doesn't look genuine, they won't respond or they'll block you and you'll end up, you know, all your messages are not going through. So you have to do that presence bit. Yeah. 
don't ever do any sourcing on Facebook? There's a couple of cool tools for that. Um, I don't. I know that um, there's the intelligence search, which is a really great one by Shane. Um, but I don't I don't feel the need to go over there yet. Like I'm still able to extract value from our ATS and LinkedIn and, you know, just regular Google searching. Um, I also use a tool called Socialist.io, uh, which can extract data from LinkedIn, Meetup, uh, GitHub, and it can kind of work around if you don't have a LinkedIn recruiter seat because they're not scraping data. They're just using publicly indexed data. So you can use that and extract you know, leads from LinkedIn without having a LinkedIn recruiter seat. So I'm still getting good traction on those using those sites. Yep. So it's social list. Yep. Socialist.io. It's by uh, Irina Shamiva over at um, Brain Game Recruiting. Um, so they do BooleanStrings.com. So she's been doing a lot of, you know, good insight, good research on just Google and, and how to better search. So yeah, Socialist.io is a good one. Oh, very cool. You still oh, Aaron gave us a tip. Yeah, Erin gave us a tip on Katrina's settings. Is Katrina frozen? I think she's frozen. That's what I was asking. <laughs> that she was so deep. This is what she gets for giving me so much crap when I couldn't get out. <laughs> 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 she may have to exit and come back in. Um, I might have a question while we're waiting. Yeah. Computer will lose her. Um, for sourcing for your role, do you, so you do all the reach out, at what point do you pass off to the recruiter? It always seems yeah. like it's different. Yeah, that's a great point. So typically I'll do the, what I call is kind of the big idea. So I'll do the identification, which is the ID, the engagement and the assessment. So I'll screen the candidate. And then once I verify that they're qualified and enter off to the recruiting partner. So that's a nice, for me, it's a nice value add service that I never had when I was a recruiter. I never had a full, you know, fully dedicated sourcer. So I like to do as much as I can. Well, I, I changed positions. I'm on the end now. Yeah. I'm, I like talking going, I'm here and getting nothing back. Where did I go? I don't know. But your echo's gone, so that's a good thing. Your echo's still there. <laughs> anyway, I don't mind. I'm just focused on 4 p.m. We all know what's happening at 4 p.m. Like I'm so focused. Like I love you. I love you, Maisha, but I'm so focused on that. She's got stuff to do, y'all. Okay, it's Friday. You, I might have blown the show off otherwise, but I was like, no, it's Maisha. I can't wait to have this conversation. <laughs> That's so funny. I guess Steve Beauty. So he says, "What about the sources that do name gen only, or those who think that sources do name gen only?" That's yeah. such a good point. Yeah. I think that's the perception, you know, that sourcing is somehow junior recruiting. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of us like Steve and um, others who have been full cycle recruiters and we've chosen sourcing because it's a special, you know, excitement we get from that internet research that, you know, very research. Yeah, it's a different skill set. So I would say they're wrong, right? It's not just name gen, but you know, that's part of it, right? Being able to creatively identify people. I think yeah. that they they are definitely different skills. And I think that a lot of the people, like I couldn't do research full time. Mm -hmm. But I get the buzz that you get when you do develop that relationship with someone you found who then tells you who's around you. <laughs> so I get that, but I couldn't do it right. full time. And I do think that's because I need that, that the selling side 
Mm. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I can help you through the process yeah. into my company. I see, yeah. <laughs> Let me sell you. Yeah. yeah, I don't need that part. I don't I don't miss that part. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would almost think that the sources job is more important because you are going out and you are finding the people who aren't just seeing the stuff that we're putting out there and you're getting mm -hmm. them on that hook. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. And I think Katrina is a good point because when someone, I think someone um, in the comments, Lee was asking why I transitioned from recruiting to sourcing. I wanted to focus on that front end piece. And also I was getting a little frustrated with hiring managers, you know, after nine years as a full cycle recruiter, it, you know, it's sometimes it can be a lot, you know, juggling 20 different personalities of hiring managers yeah. who have 20 different styles. Mm. But that is the one part that I kind of missed when I started sourcing, which was like being able to close a candidate and say, you got the offer yeah. because you don't get that as a source. And you never, you know, get to bring that to completion. It's always start and stop. Start and stop. Yeah. yeah. I still remember that. I still miss that buzz. Yes. Like, oh my God. But I still I still yeah. get it because I can see the light bulbs go off when I'm teaching and the face right and they go, oh, yeah. I can do what I can find people where and it's like oh, <laughs> you can. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's so true. So exactly. those stacking hiring measures. Oh, I can imagine Erin giving have you met Erin Stevens, have you not? No, I don't oh, think so. Oh my god, I love her. You two just oh my god, yeah. Oh, good. We'll have to connect, Erin. Yeah, and I'll Aaron find asking, that show for you as well, her old show. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, she was asking, what does my recruiting partner handle? So um, my recruiting partner will handle everything from setting up the on-site interview all the way to, you know, negotiating the final offer, extending the offer, yeah. and then handing them off to onboarding. So, yeah. What is it in half. On for success? Is it still, like, if people get hired or is it more... Please. That's a good question. Oh, that's a good question, Audra. I think, you know, I don't think a lot of companies have figured that out yet. So in some environments, like in the bigger companies, the Google and LinkedIn, we um, sources were credited with offer extend. So, you know, how many offer people can you get to the offer extend stage, whether or not they accept the offer. Um, cool. And my first my first three offers at both Google and LinkedIn, they rejected the offers because they were so hot and they had other options. So I was grateful for the offer extend um, metric at that yeah. point. Uh, but then some other companies, some smaller companies, um, and I've been helping, hoping to help Procore um, get to this too, are measuring more on the activity, you know, so how many of the people that I identify and phone screen make it to hiring manager interview, mm -hmm. you know, and then how many of them make it to onsite, because we don't influence so much that goes on at the end of the pipeline, mm -hmm. you know, so it's kind of tough to judge a sourcer only by hires. So I'm hoping to bring in some new ways that we can, you know, look at it a little bit differently. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping I didn't say something that caused some of the comments going down the side. You're getting lots of compliments about being really personable and energetic. And I didn't mean that oh. it wasn't. It's just a different, you, you buzz by a different thing. That's yes. what it's meaning. Like what drives you is a different, I couldn't do the repetitive digging. I love it for a time. And then yeah. I go, so it's, I, yeah. I, I'm not driven enough by that. That's what I meant. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, I totally ah, get that. Incredibly introverted, aren't they? They won't <laughs> even do contact some researchers more than sources. But right. I didn't mean that at all, just in case I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I to be paranoid. Not at all. Not at all. We totally get it. <laughs> do you consider think, like a researcher or is that even a step before? your mm. role that's it's different for every company there's sources who don't make contact in my opinion yeah there are you're right yeah. yeah i think researcher is part of what i do for sure audra i identify with that piece um and believe it or not i'm more of an extroverted introvert so i'm not as extroverted sometimes as people think 
Yeah. So I love being able to hop on a phone screen for a couple hours, but then I need that time to kind of stop and focus and mm. get organized and get into a zone. So, um, but yeah, definitely research. I think um, I love, I think it's William Mars definition of sorcerer. He says sorcerers are teachers, ambassadors, um, strategists, and there's another one, but those, those are kind of the core components. There's another one. You can check out his website. He's a recruiting nerd, recruitingnerd.com. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, why have you recruited sources think it's all about tools? What is the point of a recruiter sourcer loaded with a bunch of tools but lacking in techniques and other skills like a brain? Um, he didn't right. added that on. <laughs> I'm gonna have yeah, you, Eric. Yeah, so I, I agree. Yeah, what is the point? You know, and and like I said, like I I, I like to build strategies first, mm. and then see what tools can support it. So like the tools I use every day would be like Evernote, and I'm sure you both use either you know Dropbox or Keep mm. um, Notes, you know, for just your documentation. Mm. And then I'll use say Text Expander because I don't like typing the same thing over and over. So mm. type Text Expander lets you building shortcuts. Yeah. So I don't have to type my signature. I don't have to type in the subject line. I don't have to type in happy Friday even. Like I have shortcuts for all of those things. So text expander. We're copying and pasting. See, these are the okay. kind of tools that I like. <laughs> yeah. Like we're practical, like the everyday tools. Like if I'm going to use a tool, I'm going to get all my money's worth. Like some, some of the tools I use are, you know, free trial and then you can pay. And I'm happy with paying for tools if they really impact my workday. Yeah. Um, what's another tool? Oh, of course I use, you know, Google Sheets and, and Google Drive. Mm. Those mm. are really great. Um, and this new tool I had to tell you both about that I love oh called Loom. Here it comes. Yes. L-O-O-M. <laughs> <laughs> it's at Use Loom. Say that again. Use Loom. Yep. Useloom.com. So mm. I'll type it in. Useloom.com. So what it does is it'll let you record your screen uh, while showing a little circle of your face. And I use it for training. I use it to communicate with hiring managers since I'm a remote employee yeah. and they don't get a lot of face time with me. Yeah. So I can just you know, record a two minute loom and say, hi, hiring manager, here's your project that I've built out for you in our applicant tracking system. This is what it looks like. Let me know if you have questions. And 100% of the time, hiring managers reply and they're like, wow, that was so cool. Like, thanks for sending that. And I want to use that with my team. So it's definitely a great tool to check out. It is, it's got tone. It's got energy. It's got. Mm -hmm. mm. So you use that for candidates? That's interesting. I haven't used it for candidates. Huh, you might be onto something. I always wonder would a candidate click on it or, you know, yeah. like what they. Oh, yeah. It's a, I mean, yeah. a video, and again, they yep. can run a Google search and see that you've got a name and a reputation and you're genuine. Don't That's true. Can I just go back up? Because I think this is worth addressing because obviously we've got this ambivert thing going down here. And Lee's written mm -hmm. again, I'm just saying she seems great with people, whether yes. they're candidates or home manager. Absolutely, by the way, she's awesome. Yes. Great hug. <laughs> um, in Thank fact, you, Lee. <laughs> need that kind of person to bring them out of their role and start communicating like human beings. Oh, my God, yeah which can make them better hiring managers and better communicators. So, but what I think is interesting with that, Lee, is I'm an ambivert. I think Audra's probably an ambivert. Maisha's an ambivert. So we love <laughs> this, and then we need our quiet time, which is why we can all work remotely so well. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, it's quick and it's fun. It's vibrant, but we're happy to chill down. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Lee, Lee makes a great point. It reminds me of something. I did not initiate this statement. I think it was like Matt Charney. It was someone snarky, and they said, 
they heard at a conference that hiring managers do two things poorly, hiring and managing. <laughs> and <laughs> I really resonated with that. Ever I've heard. <laughs> Isn't that kind of charnish? I think it was charnish. So, I mean, I, I kind of felt that way, like as much energy as I would give to a rec, 110% working with all of the hiring managers, preferences, and I would still end up in a situation where, you know, after submitting 25 candidates, they say, well, let's see what else is out there. And mm. it's like, mm. I've given you the best yeah. that I can attract based on our brand and what we're paying, and you're not satisfied. So that for me was kind of becoming counterproductive. You know, it's like they sometimes hiring managers don't realize how hard you have to work to get a yes. And that's kind of the part that was, you know, kind of discouraging for me. So that's why I was thinking, well, let me support recruiters who mm. will love the value I provide. And that wasn't always true either. Sometimes recruiters are hard to work with as a sourcer. <laughs> it's always a surprise. <laughs> People could be hard to work with. Why do you think we all work remotely? <laughs> we have to deal with them all the time. <laughs> Right, my client. She's on the call. She's just going. I'd never heard the term ambivert before. It's spot on. It really oh, nice. Spot on. It is spot yeah. on. It is spot on. Yeah, people don't really know ambivert. It's quite funny. <laughs> I'm really surprised. Aaron's not an extrovert. <laughs> no, I can tell as an that's true. I, I agree with Aaron. Real life, we're on, but then you need your recharge. Your time to recharge. A hundred percent agree. So, but does anyone not need that? Some people yeah. don't. Some people thrive from being in the crowd. They get their energy from other people mm -hmm. and don't need. We get our energy from alone time and just restart, mm -hmm. which again, nobody believes about Macy's and stuff. <laughs> um, but going back to the topic at hand. So yes. I'm all about the future proof recruiter strokes also because, of course, apparently we're all being replaced by AI. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hi, robots. Yeah, you're watching on that one, saying this is all about to tool or not to tool. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? And do you think that we will end up that way? Or yeah, and I don't believe. I feel like I feel like I've seen a lot of articles saying that our jobs will be replaced, and I don't know. I, you know, maybe. You know, there there are a lot of jobs that you know have been lost because of technology, but I don't think recruiting is one of them. Um, just because there's so many things that can drop through the cracks, even with humans handling recruiting. So yeah. if all of it were automated, I don't think people would really be engaged in a process, mm -hmm. you know, like who's going to do that, that first phone screening and, and give you insights about the culture and share stories from their experience. The bot, are you going to chat bot your way through the inter interview process? You know, so I don't know. It depends on the industry. Um, but I still think that, Recruiters and sources who are always learning, you know, like the people that are watching us now that are always trying to level up their skills. I think they'll always have a place yeah. in recruiting and sourcing if that's where they want to be. I think it goes back to that brain, that curiosity, that mm -hmm. empathy, you know, that how can we, and also, like I always say, people won't, um, they won't share stuff until you're talking to them on the phone. Like, oh, yeah. I because my great auntie Joan once lived in that city and I don't like it. And you're like, Okay, oh, I'd right. know that if I hadn't talked to you. you know, <laughs> completely crazy right. stuff. That's so true. And that's the connection that you make early, you know, when you're establishing rapport that actually endears the candidate to you and makes yeah. them consider the company. So without that, it's all just cut and dry. Yes, no. Is yeah. this your salary range? Yes, no. Yeah. So 
So Mark yeah. makes a really interesting point here. It should be noted that the experience of technical sources is totally different from non-tech sources because mm -hmm. software engineers are in high demand. They get a lot of messages and are overburdened by sources and recruiters. Welcome recruiters will do differently to redeem their image that is being tarnished by lazy recruit sources. Wow. I think mm -hmm. anybody who is in demand is being overwhelmed by recruiters and sources. So I teach a lot yeah. of nurses, for example. Ah. Mm -hmm. Another one, and that's where you really do have to go to Facebook and you really do have to freaking hunt them out and send them all sorts of amazing videos and things like that so you really stand out. Mm -hmm. um, what can we do that's, I don't know, just hold your own and be professional. I mean, just be professional. people will see through it if you keep paying it forward, right? Mm -hmm. Or like Katrina Collier says, be human. <laughs> right like that? just be <laughs> genuine right and there was another i think it's allison cruz has the yep. um spam no recruiter spam yeah spam campaign Ooh. and i think for me like what stands out with mark's question is um kind of redeeming our image um and i'm always like really con conscious of what engineers are saying about us that's why i loved shmila's article and um, in that same like four message campaign I mentioned earlier, the software engineer who replied to the fourth message said, um, I'm happy to talk to you. Um, thanks for your entertaining messages thus far. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well at least, you know, I didn't hear from him until the fourth email, but at least he appreciated the value of what I was you know, saying, what I was sharing about the company and even the resources I was sharing. In that particular campaign, I shared a resource, an engineering resource that said, hey, you're probably happy at your company, totally cool with that, here's a resource. So you can continue to do your best as an engineer, You know, kind of like, oh, have a nice life. Yeah, have a nice life. And then he replies after the have a nice life. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, wow. so I'm, I'm always trying to just take a personal approach. And like Katrina said, hopefully those small, experiences that candidates have with recruiters who are genuine, you know, like the Steve Levy's and like all of the Tangie Pettis's that do reach out and are all about them. Hopefully that'll help us repair that image. I always think I always look at my my actual, like my non-recruitment friends part of my Facebook and it's full of people I either hired or placed back in the day. And I think, wow, you did that to me is that because I was human. Yes. It goes into that. So I was, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Oh, there's so much stuff going on down here. I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cat. Uh, oh, yeah. Unlike my, I just reached back and Banjo was stopping where it was like, ooh. <laughs> 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 Must be right. Kitty space. What a time. Impressed. We got to talk about more tools because Kitty is looking like bored. <laughs> you see how Kitty says, <laughs> like, when are they going to talk about tools? <laughs> yeah, that's not that you find useful. I already learned. Uh, which one's yeah. So let's see, what other tools? Like, I guess when I think about tools, I always want to know what are the pain points that people have. So mm. maybe if anybody's listening, if they have a pain point, yeah. I'm happy to refer a tool, you know, that kind of can help alleviate stress. Um, mm. Let me look on my so station, like station, yep. station app. So station app, I was mentioning because Steve Levy had 21 tabs open. <laughs> including uh -huh. social recruiting show. <laughs> uh -huh. And I was saying, it sounds like a tabaholic, like I used to be. Yeah. Um, so this tool called Station will allow you to build kind of a nice little dashboard with all of the, the sites you normally go to. So your ATS, LinkedIn, mm -hmm. Twitter, TweetDeck, you know, Asana, Trello for project management, all of it's built in, right? Like as a panel, as a dashboard. So you don't have to open extra tabs. Is it getstation.com? Yes, get station. Yes, okay. get station. Yes, and I like it better than one tab, Steve, because one tab 
I don't know. For me, one tab, you still have to go back to a tab to see all the tabs you have open. But station, everything is kind of persistent on your panel, just like on a on a MacBook, if you use a MacBook, how the dock is. So you just hover over what you want and you click out. So um, yes, the dashboard. Exactly. See, thank you. It's early morning in um, Pacific time. So my brain's not thinking of words yet. <laughs> it's a dashboord. So check out station. Yes, station afternoon, but it's also that three o'clock time when I start having. A oh, see. Yes. So you need a little. Someone else put another one down here and it's gone. Alio. Uh, have you guys looked at oh, Alio? Yeah. Alio is the most experienced AI recruiter. Mm. Mm, I haven't looked at it. I'm so not sharing that link. Like, I'll look at that later. Yeah. I'm so anti everything being called AI. <laughs> I've looked at it. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 that's expensive. Was she talking about Alio. Station? Alio. Probably Alio. <sighs> yeah, Alio. I saw them in Vegas, I think, at SourceCon, but I don't know what they. Is that how I get away with saying F-U-C-K on stage if I say fudge? <laughs> yeah, you can say fudge. <laughs> <laughs> that, my sister says F-A-R-K, so she goes fuck. It's so funny. Oh, it's her very thick train accent. That's going to be funny. Seek out. Steve is mentioning that. Have you tried it? Um, I haven't. I was looking at Dean DeCosta's video on it yesterday, and then someone had asked me about Seek out. It looks like a platform, kind of like a fully self-inclusive, you know, kind of thing where you can search and contact. So I have tools that are working for me right now. So I haven't experimented with it. But if I end up hitting a point where I need something different, I definitely will. I kind of I'm selective with my tool um, tools that I integrate. Yeah, because I don't like to use tools that already overlap with other tools that I have and that I like. So are you hiring? But yeah, I've heard good things about Seek Out and Hire Tool. Are you hiring? Tech? Say that again. Are you hiring tech? Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. So, so right now I'm working on site reliability engineers and Ruby engineers. Mm -hmm. but amazing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, in my opinion, is way better than high chill when it comes to tech. Now, where do those yeah. people go? Is it like GitHub? Oh, good. Or Stack? Oh, oh, oh like they're in GitHub, they're in Stack Overflow, they're using Hacker News and Reddit. But I'm really careful about going into the communities that is really for engineers only. Um, you know, it's, it's, you're gonna stand out like a sore thumb if you're in a Reddit chat that's about, you know, Elixir, at, you know, or, or Rust or some other framework, and you're like, hey, I've got jobs, guys, you know. So, <laughs> so I'm caught, I'm aware of where they hang out, but I'm strategic in how I, you know, approach them. So, for instance, a lot of I hear a lot of people talk about GitHub for sourcing. I used to work at GitHub, and GitHub wasn't effective for us. To source on GitHub, but <laughs> use it to cross-reference emails. So you know, being able to find someone on LinkedIn or find someone on Twitter and cross-reference and grab their email from GitHub—that's all I need GitHub for. You know, so then I can put them in my. They are actually coding in what you're wanting right. to be coding in. Right, and I'm you know I'm not a JavaScript engineer. I'm not going to understand Python's and you know and and some of what's in the repository. So I don't know need to go as deeply as the actual repositories that they're coding in. But I use GitHub actually in my workflow because I use the issues feature, which helps you track, you know, and kind of timestamp what you're working on. So I love the tool and has a lot of value, but I'm, I'm careful about how I start to use those, you know, really community specific tools. Wait, how do you use the tool? I didn't understand that. Yeah, so GitHub has a tool called issues or a functionality called issues. And I use it um, to track, you know, what's going on with my recs. Um, I use it to track activity. 
uh, feedback from hiring managers. And every week I'm making a notation on all the recs I'm working on. So at the end of a recruitment, it's a really nice way to reflect and say what went well in this you know, recruitment. You know, when maybe you I didn't that, have enough. What? When you normally put that in your ATS, in like notes? No, no, you wouldn't. That's a good point. So oh, what sources do is very much under the, you had an analogy of the iceberg, it's under the surface. So the fact that I have to email Katrina four times to get her to reply, and then we go back and phone tag, and we finally talk a month later, mm. and then she's not ready, and she says we'll reach out again in six months. You know, so there's a lot of warming, keeping candidates warm that's going on beneath the surface. So normally a CRM would capture that. But if you don't have a CRM, you know, GitHub, I found the GitHub issues is a great way of kind of keeping notes on, you know, yeah. where you are at each stage of the process. And it's time stamping it for you. Yeah, mm -hmm. actually addressing a couple of days as well. Okay. Uh, sorry about the So Mark, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of the things I teach. Of course, you can source on GitHub. Um, but I think Steve makes a, an excellent point, which also goes with what Mark's saying. Yes, you need to make sure that you understand what you're recruiting and how GitHub works. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and GDPR, of course, you're not allowed to just take their data and put it anywhere. So right. By keeping it where you found it and not doing that is a really wise idea. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Is that, is, do you source globally? Is GDPR going to be an issue for you or is it more U.S.? Yeah, it's globally. So yes, a, a GDPR will be an issue. And I'm I'm trying to read up and study up. I've seen so many webinars and so much information. I'm kind of just paralyzed now. Like, uh, do I even want to send an email to someone in, you know, in, a, in, a, in an area affected? But yeah. The problem with you having found someone and sending them an email, it's if you store that email, that's oh, unnecessary yeah. time for no reason. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Thanks, Steve. If yeah, you don't have a CRM, that's probably helpful. <laughs> right. But, yeah. right. But I found and in information and I'm sending you an email to offer you a job is not the same. It's public information. Okay. So you're not yeah. taking that. Like all of these people that teach scraping, which I've actually never thought because they just don't believe in it. But the, the taking someone's data and storing it, that's not allowed. I see. Or you can't for, you only for so it. long. Right? Yeah. A month, I think it is. It's a really short length of time. You have to have a valid reason for why you've kept it. But it's just, yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, if you just don't do that in the first place, then you're not breaching anything. Right, right. See, Good, and I listen. Sorry? The ATS have a lot of work to do, but they're, I mean, at least ours they is on do. And the problem they is do that the US-based products are basically going, we don't care. Yeah, well, exactly. that's the hard part. Global. No, mm -hmm. but they yeah. are. They've got customers in Europe who they're going. We don't care. Yeah. Honestly, it's happening. Wow. It's if you see it in some of the forums. So yeah, you know, they're just going to customers. Yeah, you know what's interesting? Out of scope for duty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want to get someone's attention? Oh my god, I get so excited when I get an actual letter handwritten to me. That's so true. You're definitely using I should use that. I should use that. Hello. Um, am I echoing now too? A little bit. Uh -uh. Okay. Bad, I was gonna say about ATSs having a lot of work to do. There's another tool that we use now called Talent Wall. Um, but it only works right now with Greenhouse. So if you're using Greenhouse as your ATS. This talent wall tool is really nice because it pulls out all the active candidates in play and gives you a nice dashboard for every rec that's open, what stage in the process people are in. 
But, you know, again, to your point, Audra, I'm wondering, like, why haven't ATSs just developed to this stage by 2018 where they have their own dashboard? You can go into your ATS, you can run a report, you can see what your source is working on. You know, so it's, there's a lot of room to grow. But in the meantime, we're using these tools like TalentWall to kind of make up for the shortcomings. Going back to my favorite one to Bash, it's really interesting how many people have paid an extravagant fortune to have a LinkedIn recruiter license, don't mm -hmm. source on it and don't run reports on it. They use right. it. Don't source on it? So even if the ATSs haven't caught up, you're kind of going, LinkedIn actually offers all of that and so many companies do not use it. Right. So That's a good how point. How much are you sourcing? They're not. Oh, when did you last run a report? I don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you pay for that? How much are you wasting? Yeah. <laughs> how much do you like to pay my training instead? Let's get rid of that. <laughs> I know, that's a good way to upsell, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and LinkedIn Recruiter has a lot of really solid reports, but you're right, a lot of people don't know that they're there or don't know how to use them, but they're really, they're really yeah, helpful to maximize it. It's money, for God's sake, use it properly. <laughs> so, but I did, I did have to laugh at the whole um, Connectify now show every LinkedIn recruiter the email because you get a higher engagement when you email hospital. Oh, are you serious? But they still recommend that you send an email first and you just follow up later what? with an email. <laughs> Who's doing that? <laughs> I have to find it again. I know I read it out last time because it just cracked me up so much. Sorry, I'm being obnoxious. Which tool? <laughs> That's too funny. Let me see what other tool. I might share a tool really that funny. I'm going Whenever to share. I, I think we talk about tools. We never talk about the ones like space, which is so cool. I know. Let's, Let's see. Like oh, bands. I, I didn't expect that. <laughs> okay. I have one that you might like being remotees like me. Mm. It's called Noisly. N-O-I-S-L-I. Noisly. Oh, wow. And it's like background ambiance. So you can like have cafe shop in the background. And you can have your at a coffee cafe or uh, have a train, a train. So you'll have that background noise like you're on a train. And it's just a separate tab. It's free. And it's just running in the background while you're doing your thing and working. That's so fun. I love it. Yeah, that's a fun one. All right. Or just believe me. I'm waiting for my is now included in the pocket USC corporate seats. Allows you to instantly access personal email addresses and social to result better response rates. Ah, what tool is that? Connectifier. Connectifier. Oh, Connectifier is advertising. LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, what other good tools? Um, noise going in the background. Bad enough we've got an echo. <laughs> I know. What's going on with that? Um, okay, I'll give you one more, but I won't, I won't steal too many from my Budapest talk, but I have some here. So this other one that I use I is... Talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let me make sure I have the link right. For this one. <laughs> I'm going to copy and paste the link. It's a subject line email tester. So I think I said in a webinar years ago that Steve Levy did um, about like the best subject lines to use for engineers. And that was a game changer for me. So I now like to test out my subject lines on this site called SinCheck It. Get a feel for you know the tone, how friendly is it? Too too verbose? Is it spammy? You know, like if you're using a lot of exclamation marks, it'll say this is a little bit over the top. You need to dial it back. 
I agree with what Lee's saying. He's saying stop using emails. They don't work and they just put money in LinkedIn's pocket. Yeah. And and what I like about ZenSourcer, the tool I'm using for campaigning, is that once I enter that I find their email outside of LinkedIn, then my LinkedIn part is done. You know, like I'm mm -hmm. I'm just in ZenSourcer and Gmail for the rest of the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in malls, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a chatty sign. Except the echo, the echo is not annoying. So. I wonder, is it the HD thing? Should we make sure we're in? I don't know. Just having one of those. Okay, I'm going to mute when I'm not speaking. Just to make sure it's not driving me. So it's kind of frustrating. I see what Erin says. Erin Tech. But I find it like. There's some text just for like job descriptions, but yeah, I guess you could use an email. Oh, I wonder. Yeah, I thought it was for job descriptions too. I thought it was for that's gender. Kind of... And was that free? The one that tests your mm -hmm. your uh, subject? Yep, Syncheck it is Later. free. Texio is definitely not free. I feel like it's quite free. Yeah, no. or... no one. Yeah. Doesn't Boomerang have one? Oh yeah, Boomerang. Right? Boomerang. What's Boomerang? Boomerang. The Boomerang for Gmail. Put your email back in your inbox to remind you to follow it up. Mm -hmm. And it does work on mm -hmm. by the way. I don't, I don't use enough tools. I need to step up my tools. <laughs> <laughs> I do everything slow and manual. It's a different <laughs> Yeah, I think I do. Oh, I got to work on my, like, the strategy. I'm so busy. I just keep doing, doing, doing. Right? I need to do what you do. Sit back and say, look, this, I could be more efficient. Yes. Absolutely. Do you use um, I mean, Calendly for scheduling at least? Do you automate your scheduling? Well, I don't do much scheduling because I'm, okay. I'm not a recruiter. I, yeah, so I don't right. do interviews. Even with or, your clients or, yeah. you know, coffee dates. Mine's all internal work. Yeah, oh, I don't okay. really know that. But. Okay. I think I need to hire you as a consultant for my team. <laughs> yes, you should. Boomerang <laughs> app has Respondable. It allows you to write perfect emails in Gmail and Outlook. Oh, that's a good one. Respondable. I'll um, write it down. Mr. Lee, we love you all. MC Casey. Hey, see you. see you soon. Awesome. To watch the band play. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to dye his hair blue. Yep. Definitely. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Someone sick travels, Carrie. Say, bye, Carrie. That one works at Outlook. That was just for you. I got one in <laughs> And I'll definitely connect with Aaron too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, busy day. I have already. How did that fast did that go? Yeah, flew by. I know. So next week we have. Oh God, I can never say his name. Mike. I don't know how to say his surname. Oh, Twitian. Yeah, Mike Twitian. I believe that's right. Okay, thank you. I didn't know how to say it. What are we um, talking about? What are we talking about with Mike? I have it here. Robot proof through cognitive yeah, sourcing. Yeah. Whoa, this is way ahead yeah. of my. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's cognitive, like the cognitive, the brain thing. So that should be a really interesting discussion as well. I think we need to be talking about it more because all that's happening at the moment is all of the technologies coming up saying, you're all going to have no job. Well, I think people need to push back and go, actually, recruiting is yeah. more complicated than that. And sourcing is more I do think AI, and Aaron said this too, can, it's going to help with the administrative, some pieces that are like, we could take away and help us so that we can spend more time on the phone or yeah, using our brain. Yeah, automate your bloody calendar scheduling. Don't automate the outreach and the important parts. 
We've seen how well that We only have like two minutes, but what do you think of chatbots and the future of those? If someone has landed on your website, it helps you keep them on your website. Fantastic. Yes. Like um, Zalando has done in their tech recruitment side. Sure. That is an outreach tool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a lot can be lost in translation with the chatbots too. You know, just with human. Like I mean, think of yes. like I'm trying to get through to curries who I will never purchase anything from ever again in my entire life. And I have to go through 16 different options to get to them. And you're just going <laughs> through to a freaking human. So yeah. that's the other. And yeah, they could, we could lose people. As well. um, yeah. Don't know. It's That's very true. Like, right. But it could be good. Like, oh, there's an app. Um, last app, if I can squeeze in, Pana, P-A-N-A. Um, and it's one that companies use to schedule travel, like when they're booking travel um, for people. But they use a lot of, um, it seems like a chat body experience. But when it's for scheduling, it works, right? It's just like, what times are you available? Yeah. So, yeah, I think depending on what phase in the process you use them, yeah. But let's remember it's designed them so they'll have faults in them. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Still that's a human. It's for okay. And what's Erin uh, in here? Yes. And that's why she needs admin help. And that's where Ali comes in. And that's right. It's, it's, mm. you, it's your control in it, not the other way around. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I think it'd be really interesting to break as well. Similar. Going off in a nice tangent. <laughs> so I don't know how it's taken us so long to have you on the show, and I don't know why Benjo's barking. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> um, thank you for coming on. Thank yeah. you for having me. I can't believe how fast the hour went. I how know. I reach out to you on Twitter. Is that best if they wanted uh, to? Yeah, Twitter is good at Talent Genie or just first name, last name.com, Cannon.com. Happy to get connected. It was yeah. so funny. Um, Shannon sent me, Shannon Pritchett sent me a message saying, but you've written candy and it's Maisha, what's going on? And I'm going, oh. and then she goes, oh, I read it completely wrong. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. Candy. Yeah. Oh, I got gray hair. Oh, no. <laughs> I've done that on accident. I've seen at Tangent Recruiter and thought it was for me. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm reading that wrong. Yeah. I'm the same number of characters. <laughs> right before Because you've got it all wrong. And I'm going, I haven't. I haven't. Um, anyway, we got there anyway. <laughs> thank you. I can't wait to see you in person in June. Yeah. Yes. I will see you soon. Well, yes. see you Enjoy again. your weekend. Maybe at Higher Comp. Will you do that again this year? Oh, right. yeah. Maybe so. Right. Is it in November? Yeah. In New York. Okay. Maybe November. Yeah. Maybe I'll yeah. sneak away in November. That would be good. Yeah. Is it in New York again or San Francisco? New York this time. New York. Okay. I'm going to be doing it. Come over. We need to sort one out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yes. until next week, people. Thank you so much. Uh, for yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Yes. Bye, bye now. Bye. Bye. Welcome. Bye.